All right, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Proverbs. We'll be in Proverbs chapter 1 to begin with, and we'll read one verse from the uh, Proverbs chapter number 1, and then I think we're going to be in Proverbs chapter number 14. I say I think we're going to be in chapter number 14 because my notes are sitting on my desk over in my office, and so... Um, I pulled up an email that has the outline in it, and so we're just going to see where this goes this evening. And so, uh, but I'm pretty certain I can uh, uh, follow along, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll just um, we'll just we'll just see what happens tonight. Uh, Proverbs chapter number one, and we'll read verse number twenty-two. Remember, we are in a series on uh, the people of Proverbs. And uh, the, the book of Proverbs is good for the wisdom. We read, we read a chapter every day. It's a good habit to be in. Uh, the book of Proverbs is very valuable because it keeps us out of trouble. Uh, the book of Proverbs is valuable because we get the instruction. And the book of Proverbs is, a value, is valuable for, for help you dealing with people. Um, because uh, we take personality out of it and just deal with what the Bible. Uh, and sometimes it's like, um, you know... The Spirit of God is pretty good at pointing out in our life things that need to be different. Would, you, would we agree on that? And uh, the Bible, is, the book of Proverbs is, uh, you know, one minute I can feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm wise in that. And I feel pretty simple in that. When you get to the word fool and, and all those, you like, oh, I, I don't want to be there. And so, but tonight we're going to start with Proverbs 1, verse 22. And I've got uh, eight things this evening that I'm going to give you, um, assuming I don't get locked out of my phone here, but uh, uh, and it may be 4 and it may be 12. We'll see. Uh, Proverbs 1, verse 22. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity, and the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge? Uh, obviously, there's a simple person, there's a scorner, and there's the fool. We're going to look at the fool this evening. Uh, back in November, we, we had a, a Wednesday night I have another passage of scripture from Proverbs speaking about the fool, and certainly when we get through this series, we'll spend several weeks on each one of these characters because they're talked about all through scripture. But tonight, I want us to uh, look at dealing with a fool, and we will be in Pro uh, Proverbs chapter number 14, and we'll look at several verses there in Proverbs chapter 14 to uh, give us the instruction um, describing the fool, uh, how to deal with a fool. Uh, things to avoid so that we don't become a fool, and uh, and that we need to be very, very uh, mindful of these things, and I think they'll be helpful and preventative tonight, and uh, and uh, let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to open your word. I pray that you'll use your word now to be a help to us, encouragement to us. I pray that uh, everyone would give their attention, especially the young people tonight, and uh, may we realize that there's so many decisions that we uh, make in life, and we need we need your instruction. We need your help, and Father, I pray that you would use your word tonight, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We look at Proverbs chapter number 14, and I'm going to go through and read several verses, and then we're going to come back and look more specifically at each one of these verses I read tonight, and we're going to look at how to deal with a fool or some understanding of a fool. Notice verse number one, and then verse number three, every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. In verse 3, in the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Verse 7, go from the presence of a foolish man, when thou perceivest not in him the lips, of, the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, 
but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools, verse 9, fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Verse number 16, a wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Verse 24, the crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. As we look at the fool, and, and I, I, I'm gonna, by memory, I'm going to do my best to just give us a practical definition of what a fool is. A fool is one that, that the Bible describes as one uh, that is more interested in just the trivial matters of life than doing that which God has instructed. Now, let's, let's, be, let's be very, very honest with, with, with ourselves. All of us at some point in time in our life have made a foolish decision. We can be a fool if we're not careful. And we must let the Bible lead us away from that. And so we, we can look at it and say, well, that person is a fool and that person is foolish and that's not me. Or maybe you say, well, I would, that was a, a dumb thing and we've all done things like that. But to define it as the Bible is defining it here in the book of Proverbs, it is someone who's more interested in fulfilling their own pleasures, doing their own thing, than following the instruction of God and having a life that is pleasing to Him. So we must keep that in mind this evening as we look at these things. And so let's look, first of all, number one, uh, we find out that a fool is self-destructive. A fool is self-destructive. Look at verse number one, and often... And appropriately so, uh, this verse is used when it comes to uh, the, the, the lady of the house, a mother, a wife, and that's exactly the context is in. But you can apply this practically to everyone. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Every wise woman, or just every wise person tonight, God gives us something, we, we, we build it. How do we build it with wisdom, a wise person, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands? We've got to be very, very careful that we do not destroy that which God gives us. I'm, I'm going to use, use a couple of illustrations. Um, the, we, we, we can do God blesses, but if we're not careful, we can undo what God has done. I, I warn all of us all the time, we have an adversary. He wants to destroy us. He's seeking whom he may devour. We talked about this Sunday night. Sadly, though, in many cases, the devil doesn't have to worry about God's people. Because sometimes we act like a fool and we destroy our own house. We destroy our own future. We destroy that which we have. Some examples that we could think of is what we expose our family to um it makes no sense no sense to bring your children and let me finish before you just assume i'm done to bring your children to church three days a week that's not the part that makes no sense what makes no sense is for you to bring them invest in a christian education and then to turn on that television and let the influence come to them it makes no sense and we got to warn ourselves, and not just what we expose our children to, what we expose ourselves to. we got to be careful not to expose ourselves with worldly philosophy. 
And oftentimes, if we're not careful, a fool will destroy their own house, destroy their future. Our young people got to be careful. Don't, don't put anything between you and your parents. Uh, sometimes you, you can destroy your future, and you're not even realizing it. So, and and, and let's, just, let's just be very transparent and blunt this evening. Um, oftentimes, we say, say well, you, you, one, you can't convince a fool that he's a fool. Well, this isn't going to happen until it happens, until it's done. You got to be very, very careful. A fool is self-destructive. And we got to be careful of that because all of us, we got, we got a lot of fool in us, don't we? Um, and, and I appreciate this not too long ago, but I'm reminded, it's like, well, this makes sense to me. Be careful of that. Lean on my own understanding. Uh, I was going to talk about that. This is the wisdom, but the Lord brought me in this direction. Uh, but a fool is self-destructive. Number two, a fool is self-sufficient. Now, let me just stop right here and say to all of us, um, I'm not calling anybody a fool. If God labels us as that or our actions as that, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you that I, I can't sit here and say I've never done anything foolish. I've never, you know, there's sayings in the South, quit acting the fool. Anybody heard that? Um, you know, that's what the Bible is telling us. Just like if we do something wise, it doesn't mean we're always wise, but we know how to be wise. So number two, a fool is self-sufficient. Watch this, verse three. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Now, what, what is the Bible talking about when it says in the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride? Well, to, to fully understand that, you've got to look at the contrast of that. The lips of the wise shall preserve them. Now, a fool is self-sufficient. What do the lips of the wise do when they get themselves in trouble? They call on God. They ask for help. They ask for help. Oh, it's a, it's a foolish thing when you need help and you don't ask for help or you don't acknowledge you need help. I'll use an example uh, from, the, from the Bible. There are kings, there are individuals who, when they had a chance to call it to the Lord, they didn't. But I think of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah called out to the Lord and the Lord extended his days. The Lord delivered Hezekiah and his people from a superior army, an army who had not been defeated. But he used his lips to acknowledge that, God, I, I need you. I have, I have to have you. Friend, listen very carefully to me. It is a foolish thing for you and I to get in a place where we need help and not ask God for it. Or not to acknowledge that we need help. And let me just say, none, none of us are perfect. None of us are infallible. None of us are um, in a place where we'll never need anybody's aid or help. God made us in, in, in a situation where we need help. We have one another. That's why God gives uh, children parents, because they're going to need to help them. That's why God gives people a pastor, because you need a pastor to help from time to time. That's why we have one another, because we're there to help from, from time to time. Um, don't be, get yourself in a situation and not ask God to get you out of it. Uh, you say, only a fool would have access to the Almighty God and then uh, not call on him when they have that opportunity. So a fool is self-destructive. And then we said, number two, a fool is self-sufficient. By the way, none of us 
within ourselves are able to do for us everything that we need. Now, I, there's, not, there's never been a father created who in himself is everything that his family needs. There's never been a mother created who in herself is everything that that family needs. But we're not self-sufficient. We need to call out to God. And I'll, I'll remind, our, our, especially our young people, but certainly young Christians and others, sometimes we don't ask for help because we're embarrassed that we need it. Why should, there's some things you don't know. You take, you take somebody who's been under the, the, the watch care of a, of, a, of a parent or parents, then they get out on their own. They've never been an adult before. Why should I have all this figured out? No. You don't have it all figured out. And sometimes that pride keeps us from saying, hey, can you give me some advice here? Can you, can you point me in the right direction? Can you, can you dig me out of the, help me get out of this hole? And we act like, we have, that's why the book of Titus talks about uh, the aged women helping the young women, the aged men helping the young men, because they're further down the road in life. A fool is self-sufficient. All of us need somebody, and all of us need God. Number three, a fool talks nonsense. Look at me in verse number seven. Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. A fool talks about nothing but things that do not matter. Nothing that, that does not matter. Just talks, just talks nonsense. They have no value in their conversation. They have no help in their conversation, just talks nonsense. Um, a, the go from the presence, we're told to go from the presence of a foolish man, when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. We've got to remember, everything that comes in our ears, everything that comes in our eyes affects us. And sometimes, I've said this, and, and if you'll permit me to say, to say it again tonight, you know, sometimes it's like you say, well, I... I'm not going to get involved in this. I'm not going to, you know, you, you know get, get, get involved in, in something that may be on social media or otherwise. You know, because why? It's because I don't want my IQ to drop. Um, I say that jokingly. Um, but, you know, if you can have things affect you adversely, it's just a bunch of foolish talk. It's just a bunch of foolish things. Okay, let me, let me, how much time do we waste? By being enamored by things that don't matter. By being entertained by things that do not matter. A fool talks nonsense. Number four. One thing's for sure without my notes. Y'all are getting out earlier tonight. I wonder which one of these guys took them out of my Bible when I, during prayer. Number four. A fool is a deceiver. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. A fool is somebody who talks about both sides of their mouth. He's a deceiver. A fool is somebody who's going to say what they have to say to get them through that circumstance that they're in. Without thinking of the consequences, the Bible tells us to always consider the end thereof that's good counsel consider the end thereof a fool 
is say, I got to say what I need to say today to get me out of this. I got to say what they want to hear. I got to say, tell them what they want to hear. Eventually, that catches up. A fool is a deceiver, is a liar. Uh, the, the, uh, the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Um, you know who the, the fool deceives more than anybody? You know who the foolish teenager deceives more than anybody? Oh, it's, it's mom. No, it's not mom. Moms right now are saying, oh, that's definitely dad. No, it's not dad. You know, you know who young adults deceive more than anybody else who, who are living a foolish life? Oh, it's not the pastor. It's themselves. It's themselves. I hope you, if you'll get nothing else, I hope, if you, I hope you'll take note of this. It's a good day in your Christian life when you can be honest with yourself. When you can let the Bible be that mirror and show you what you really are, show you where you have great needs, and by the way, we all have them, it is a great day when we get to that place and we can honestly say, yeah, that's me. It's a foolish thing. Sometimes we label and say, I'm not a, I can't check all of these boxes, so therefore I'm not a fool. We can at least say tonight, if we're going to lie to ourselves, that we're dece deceiving ourselves, that's foolish. Well, we've all done it. I'm okay, or I'm not as bad as the world, but a fool is a deceiver. Number five, these are, that we've mentioned in our serious, but we're going to fix them to get really serious. Look at verse number nine. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. A fool does not take sin seriously. There's a lot of pastors that are fools because they don't take sin seriously enough to warn their people about it. Mom and dad, don't be a fool for not thinking sin would, would destroy your child. Sin could get a hold of their heart. That's foolish. Doesn't take sin seriously. Young people, it's a foolish teenager who, who they hear all of the warnings from their pastor. They hear what their mom and dad say. They hear what a youth director says. They hear what Sunday school teachers say. They say, oh, that's just, that's just them talking. It's foolish to not take it seriously. Sin will destroy you. Sin will run your home. There's no, there's, no, there's, there's no getting around that. A fool doesn't take sin seriously. You see it in our society. Our society is a foolish society. There's, there's many things that would already apply to our society, but there's one thing that, that, that aggravates me to no end, and it's certainly you know, signifying of the, the foolishness of our society is the way our society laughs at sin. You know, I, I, I don't know of a sitcom that's worthy of a Christian to watch. But this started a long time ago when laughing at sin. You know, it's God calls a man and a man and a woman and a woman together an abomination. It doesn't matter if it's a sitcom. It's not funny. It is not funny. 
God doesn't laugh at it. Fools do. There's been a lot of people who have been desensitized to things they otherwise would be against because if we make it funny and we laugh at it, then, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm, to... Oh. It's not funny when that two-year-old throws the remote across the room at mom. I don't know what that popped in my head, but it's not, oh, look, he's so cute. No, no, that's not the word that's going through my mind. And by the way, let me help everybody. Everybody's two-year-old did that. I know, I know you didn't do that, and your kids never do, did that. Over there right now, there's nursery workers saying, hallelujah, pastor, just, just, just park there a while because, because, of, the, because of the meltdowns. I don't, well, I don't know why I got a re remote control over there, but the, the meltdowns that are going on over there. We got to be very, very careful. To, we, don't, we shouldn't laugh at things that God doesn't think are funny. And we have to be very, very careful of that, and a fool does not take sin seriously. We ought to take sin seriously and realize what it will do in our heart and it will do in our life. Uh, while I'm on that subject of, of, of our society and on the subject of uh, sitcoms and all these things, I mean, they're, they're, our society has changed so much where sin is elevated and sin is normalized and it's not taken seriously. Let, let me help all of us with something. I don't know why Pastor just, just he preaches about that so hard. I don't know why he's got such a hard stand on that. Well, if the Bible calls it sin, it's sin. Amen. Right. You know, we can, we can talk about the, the vices of this world, but we can talk about bitterness in our heart, too. That's sin. Unforgiveness is sin. Unfaithfulness is sin. We can go on and on and on. All I'm saying is we ought to take sin seriously. If a fool doesn't take it seriously, what do you think a wise person does? A wise person takes it seriously. And so we need to be very, very careful. A fool does not take sin seriously. Fools make a mock at sin. But I promise you, God does not make a mockery of sin. Look at, with me at verse number 16. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth in his confidence. Number six, a fool ignores the warning signs. That word rage is there. When you first think of it, it's thinking like your anger and rage. That's not what it means. It means rushes ahead. So what the Bible is saying, a wise man feareth and departeth from evil. A wise man sees it or becomes aware of it and is afraid of it. Sees the warning signs. Hears the warning siren and says, I want to get as far away from that as I possibly get from it. A fool rages or rushes ahead and is confident. I'll be the first one ever confident that it's not as bad as the pastor described it. It's not as bad as my parents described it. Rushes ahead. It's not, let me just get very personal. It's not as bad as God describes it. Did, 
do we really believe that somebody's life can be cut short if they dishonor their mom and dad? That's what God says. I, I still believe it's true. I mean, do we really believe all these things that God said we, 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 we should avoid? And do we really believe? Well, God takes it very seriously, and there's warning signs. But a fool, if you'll permit me, um, you know, there's, we'll talk about a simple person in, a, in, another, in another Wednesday night. But as simple as somebody who just, one of the definitions of a simple person is they just don't have the information. Lost people are simple in the fact that they don't know what this Bible says. I mean, there's exceptions to that, but generally speaking, the lost world doesn't know what the Bible says. The only verse they can quote is that partial verse that says, judge not. And they don't understand any context of that. Judge not, that's all they know. Um, so in that sense, they're simple. A new Christian is not going to know much of what the Bible says. Somebody who grows up under it and their whole life is warned, 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 and then they rage on, rush on anyway. I was like, that's a fool. Um, what would you do, and hopefully we get this right tonight? You are driving home and there's flashing lights whichever way you go sign somebody out there waving one of those wands telling you to get to stop bridge out road out eh. I don't know why everybody's so dramatic about this I mean, it's not like something's really bad's going to happen. I mean, I, I, we see this all the time. I, I can navigate it. I was going to use the illustration of, you know, the hurricane's coming and you don't leave, but we're Floridians. We don't leave. And so that wasn't going to be a good thing, the warning on there. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, if one day, you know, the world wakes up and Florida's not there, we're all going to be gone because we didn't heed the warnings. But, you know, it's like, oh, whatever. You know, it's, you know, the hurricane's coming. You know, it's, you know that's just the way we treat it. But anyway, so I'll use the bridge out analogy. Would you hit the gas? Um. A fool doesn't take sin seriously, but they also ignore the warning signs. We've got to be very, very careful that we don't ignore the warning signs in Scripture. We don't ignore the warning signs. I'm thankful that God puts people in our life to give us the warning signs. A lot, and let me, let me share with you the heart, heart, heart of a pastor. A lot of my responsibility is just to warn you of what could happen. Warn you what could take place. Now, there's some things that are very black and white. You do A, God says B is going to happen. You, you, do, you do this, then God says, it may not be tomorrow, but God says this is going to happen. Part of a parent is to, is to give warning signs of what could happen. Or in those situations when God's very clear, what, what will happen? We, uh, but a fool ignores them. Number 
7. Verse number 17. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. A fool, number 7, a, a fool cannot control himself. He's, he, he's not in charge of his emotions. He has a quick temper. He makes those decisions in the heat of the moment. I mean, I'll be, the, I'll be honest, and I'm the first to admit, I might be the only one to admit, sometimes I've made poor decisions because I was angry. I made poor decisions because I was hasty in my emotions. This is why it's so important to have principles from the Word of God that we let make decisions for us. Then it doesn't matter if you're happy, sad, mad, glad. Because what does the Bible say? What are the principles that are based on what the Bible says? But a fool cannot control himself. That is half the battle. That's, that's more than half the battle. That's a big portion of the battle of a Christian is to not let your emotions be in control. It's a challenge. We must be under the spirit of the Lord. We must have his help in order to have our emotions under control. You know, everybody, everybody gets upset from time to time. There's things that make you angry. Just like there's things that make you happy. And just we, we'll use angry and losing your temper, but sometimes you can let other emotions control. That we, it's, it's foolish to not be in control of ourselves. And all of, okay, I'm not going to have you raise your hand because I know, I, I know if we're honest, every hand's going to be raised. Have you ever said something you wish you could take back? When you were angry? It's like you say it, and it's like you see the words traveling out of your mouth, and you're trying to grab them as they go. It was foolish for us to say that. So we need to remember a fool cannot control himself. You see somebody just acting, you know, you take somebody who you, go, you drive in, in places in the inner city and downtown, and there's certain places, and certainly there's people who are, not in control of themselves. They're under the influence of alcohol, drugs, whatever. You just see the way they're they're, they're talking. To, I, I saw one the other day. They're they're holding the sign. But they're in a full blown conversation with themselves, and, and it's just like what what they're not in control. Sometimes they act, and somebody say, "What a you, you see somebody in, in, in sports, and they and they and they just they go off, they 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 do something, and they they get kicked out of the game. And say, what a fool! Why they were were not, and then they then I'm sorry, I wasn't. You know, that's what happens. We act like a fool when we're not in control of ourselves. We need to be very very careful of that. Put our emotions underneath the spirit of God. And let's be honest. We said earlier that. One of the, the, the it's foolish is one one of the the attributes of a fool is uh, not to to is to be self sufficient, self destructive, talk nonsense, be a deceiver, lie to themselves. If you have a problem with emotion, a, a certain emotion, let let yourself know that. Be honest, and then get the help from the Word of God that you need. Some people have a quick temper. Some people you can slap them around, knock them down, go, eh, whatever. 
But if you have a temper, acknowledge it and say, what can I do to help myself? Number eight. This is interesting to me. Verse number 24. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. Number eight, a fool lives in a vicious cycle. A fool lives in a vicious cycle. A fool never gets ahead. A fool cannot get out of the cycle he's in without the help of God, obviously, but of somebody else. Because once they get in that cycle, they're not going to get out of it. See, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, first of all, let's establish what the Bible is saying. The foolishness of fools is folly. Now, if you you say that too many times too fast, you're going to get confused. But the foolishness of fools is folly. The Bible talks about a fool in his folly, going back to his folly, living in his folly. It is the product of a fool is what? It's folly. The Bible says the product, this this is one illustration of a wise, the product or the crown of the wise is their riches. They get ahead. Why? Because they used wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? It comes from instruction, which gives us understanding. There are things that we don't understand, but when we receive instruction from the Word of God, it gives us understanding, that wisdom now that we possess. So now I can get ahead. This, this Bible will give you wisdom in every area. It gives you wisdom in, it's talking, it uses the word riches. There's a lot of things that can describe riches. Our heritage, that's riches. Our, 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 our faith in God, that's riches. Our family, that's riches. If, you, if your family is, is saved and you know all your children are saved, you know your family is saved, that's something that you ought to thank God for, you ought to praise God for. That is riches. But you can talk about earthly riches and earthly possessions. This Bible will help you get ahead. Why? Because we take instruction. We have, now we have understanding because we're receiving the instruction. Now we become wise. God didn't just drop a wise person out in this family, a fool in this family, uh, a, a scorner in this family, a, 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 an evil person in this family. No. By our decisions, it makes us what we are. And so we, we got to be careful to become that fool. How do we become a fool? Uh, don't be honest with yourself. How do you become a fool? Allow that which you, your wisdom has built or God gives you to be destructed because we don't guard it, because we don't hold to it, because we don't, uh, we don't, we don't understand the influences that might come. Uh, don't, don't be a, a deceiver. Run from the warnings. That's how we stay away from being a fool. Because once we get in it, it's hard to get out of it. One of the saddest things that I, that, 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 that one, of the, one of the saddest but most difficult things that I deal with is, and it's, and it's, it's something I get excited about all in one, which is, is just quite a combination. Somebody who's been away from the Lord and they make an effort to get back. I get excited about that. But it's hard because they're under that burden of their own consequences. And say, can you fix this? I want to I I make things right. I want to get help. I can't fix it. All I can do, just like you can do, but 
as a pastor, all I can do is point to the one that they, they need to get back to. And with the Lord's help, you can have strength. And since I use that word fix, I'll just fix it. But you have to fix your decision making. If you keep making foolish decisions, what are you going to get? Folly. It's okay. Now we need to start making wise decisions. Here's the, here's the instruction. Receive it. Now you have some understanding. Now there's wisdom with that. I'm going to make wise decisions. And you know what you'll do? You'll get ahead. By the way, let me just say, young people listen to me and young adults, young, everybody. It's a lot harder to get back than it is to go. It's a short trip to the far country, but it's a long road back. Not meaning that God makes you jump through hoops. God will take you back just like that. Sometimes you dig, you can dig a pit, but your ladder don't reach the top. It takes effort to get out of it. So we need to be reminded that if we make those foolish decisions, the only way to overcome that is to start making wise decisions. Now, let's look, look at the passage of Scripture tonight, and, and, I'll, and I'll be done. But the foolishness of fools is, is, is folly. This is what happens in that, in that cycle. We make foolish decisions. What is the product of a foolish decision? Folly. A fool, then, one of the characteristics of a fool is they're not honest. They're going to make, they have a foolish reaction to their folly. It's not my fault, the decision I made. It's God's fault. It's not my fault. It's my parents' fault. It's not my fault. It's the pastor's fault. It's not my fault, it's the church's fault. It's not my fault, it's so-and-so's fault. That is a foolish reaction to folly. If we make a foolish decision, what are we going to get? Wise consequences? No, we're going to get folly. So a fool is going to stay in that vicious cycle because the foolishness of fools is folly. This is why if we make a foolish decision, we need to own up to it, acknowledge it, turn from it, lest we become a fool. Because if, some, if we're honest, there's nobody here who can say, I've not ever done anything foolish. I've not made foolish decisions. But when we are honest and it's revealed to us, either by the Spirit of God or the folly that we receive, say, okay, I'm going to turn from that folly. I'm going to own up to that folly. God, God, I'm sorry for that. I want to set my path right. And, and, you know, it's better to receive the instruction from the Word of God and never have to learn from your own mistake. But if you make a foolish mistake... Learn from that. Now it's understanding. It can become wisdom. Now, there's still consequences with that. But what a fool does is when they, 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 they reap that folly, instead of looking at themselves and letting the Spirit of God deal with them, 
They either blame somebody else or they ignore and they just continue going. They receive that folly. You know what they do? When they receive the folly, they make a foolish decision. The foolishness of fools is folly. They have a foolish response to their folly, which produces more folly. Which now that it's spiraling, they have a foolish response to that folly. And you know what that produces? More folly. And it's a vicious cycle that they never get out of. It's one thing to make a foolish decision. It's another thing to be a fool. What we, all of us, all of us, all of us, the moment we realize the mistake we've made, the moment we realize the Spirit of God's doing us, the moment we realize it, well, we ought to get those things right. We ought to acknowledge it. You know, you, you, can, you, can, you can brush off others. You can, you, can, you, can, you can ignore mom and dad you know, as a young person. You do all those things, but God knows and let me just help us in, in closing and, you know, say, well, God, 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 is God going to judge me? So, there, God, God doesn't have to judge a lot of things because he's already established laws. Sowing and reaping. When God says, if you do A, this is what's going to happen, Every time one of his children do that, he doesn't have to revisit it and say, okay, I wonder if that's going to happen. It's a law. Fools produce folly. So if we are going to avoid, or if we're, not, if we're going to ignore the warning signs, you know what the result that's going to be? Folly. We're not going to be honest with ourselves. You know, the, 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 the result that's going to be folly. It is a helpless thing. To see somebody in that cycle. It's helpless. Now, you want to reach in there and help pull them out, but they got to want to get out. Because part of a fool is, and we'll look at another night, is in spite of the consequences, just continue on the path. Let's avoid being a fool. We all have done foolish things, and sadly, there's consequences for that. There's folly. Sometimes it's like, eh, I certainly made a mess of that. We make foolish financial decisions. Well, can we, can we, can, can God, can you just erase that? You could overcome it, but you may just have to pay on it for five years to overcome it. You learn from it, hopefully. That's just one example. Or maybe you. I feel a little hungry on the way from church. I'm going to stop and get something to eat, and the only thing you see is a crystal. There's going to be consequences for that. <laughs> My advice to you is to learn your lesson. Boy, that's, I need my nose because right now I'm thinking only a fool would go back around to the right. Anyway, you know, uh, let's, let's see what the Bible says about it should, it, should, it, should, it should cause us to pause, to take careful consideration that, that our God in heaven would look down 
and look at their life for a living, decision for making, say, that's foolish. That, that's a fool. There's a difference between a fool and doing something foolish. But that fool gets in that cycle. It's hard to get out. You know, when the children, teens especially, young adults and all the way up, I mean, you, if you don't respond with that first folly, with it, if you don't respond, man, I got to get this. And you make a foolish response to that folly, that cycle's coming right back around again. And each time that cycle goes around, the consequences get greater and greater and greater because we find ourselves further and further and further away from this book. The Christian life isn't complicated, but it's difficult. It's not complicated because God tells us. It's difficult because we have a flesh. We, we deal with pride that wants to... Well, that's not really as bad. No, from God's perspective, it is. So let's avoid becoming a fool. Uh, this may help us in, in, in when say dealing with a fool. What are the attributes of, of one so that I can avoid that, so I can stay away from that, so I can flee from that? I think all these characters, too, are going to help us decide, and I, I won't say much about it, but it's going to help us decide who our companions are because there's another passage, obviously, that says companions of fools will be destroyed. You don't have to be the fool. You just got to hang around with them. And so let's be very, very careful, and let's, let's allow the book of Proverbs to help us. Father, we thank you for uh, your instruction. We thank you for...